0: I'm super excited about today's episode because it's going to be a little bit different because we're not completely talking about exercise or nutrition. And that's something that I I love to talk about and love to talk to because like we know, right? We have to eat enough protein, we have to eat enough fruits and vegetables, we have to eat enough fiber. We know we have to go to the gym. We know we have to progressively overload. We know we have to get stronger in order to lose fat and build muscle. But if it was that easy, then everyone would be achieving their body composition goals. I wouldn't be a coach and I wouldn't be helping people, right? So this is this whole thing about talking about mindset, talking about things that are stopping people from reaching their goals without them like kind of even realizing it. And that's today's topic. We're chatting through the real reason why most active females don't lose fat and build muscle. But first, before we jump in, I've got a few things I just want to chat to. First of all, holy crap, I'm flying back to Australia in three days. It's coming out on Wednesday and I'll be flying back to Oz on Friday. So I leave on Friday night from Schiphol in Amsterdam and we're flying into Sydney and I get there on Monday morning. So it's going to be a whole thing traveling across the world. I'm a little bit terrified of jet lag, I'm not going to lie. But, of course, it's not my first time doing the trip. So I know what I'm in for. I know what what to expect. I'm super low-key excited because I have not watched the new season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Well, it's not Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's, like, the Kardashians. And I haven't watched the latest season. So I am going to binge watch that on the plane. And I'm fucking excited about it. Um, So that's going to be an absolute vibe. But other than that, I'm so excited to see my mom. She's picking me up on Monday morning in Sydney. So it's going to be so nice to see her and then spending time back in Oz, which I'm super excited about. I love traveling, but I love Australia. It really is just such a beautiful place to come from. My other update is that I am launching something for you this week. And the other exciting news, if you haven't seen it yet, I am running a free masterclass far out, I'm so excited for it. It's literally going to help you understand exactly what you need to do in order to lose fat and build muscle with complete food freedom. I'm literally swiping back the curtain and I'm explaining to you the process that I use with all of my clients that help them get the body they want without sacrificing the food they love the thing is is that people always talk about like yeah let's get real shredded let's be a bodybuilder or they really talk about oh yeah let's have complete food freedom love your body now I believe that we need to have both I believe that we need to take elements from the sports nutrition bodybuilder world and we need to take elements from the intuitive eating world and we need to mix them together Because until you master four things that I'm going to explain to you in the masterclass, you're going to continue to be stuck in the skinny fat cycle. You're going to be stuck with restriction being the only thing that you are able to lose weight from and then put it all back on and start back at square one. So I'm talking to you girlies, I'm talking to you queens. If you are looking to get strong, you're looking to stop binge restricting, you're looking to get lean, to lose fat and build muscle and finally be happy with your body. This is for you. If you want these things, you need to come hang out. We're going live on Thursday and I'm fucking excited about it. It's going to be an absolute vibe and you're going to get so much value. You're going to take away so much from just coming to this one masterclass. So, the link for that, of course, is always going to be in the show notes. You can also find it all over my social media. (laughs) We're here for it. Epic. Cool. And of course, if you haven't left a review yet, please, 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 please take one minute of your time just to write a quick little message to tell me how you're enjoying the podcast. It really does help me grow this podcast so we can get it into as many listeners as possible. So, jumping into today's episode. And this is actually it sits close to my heart because this is something that held me back for so long. And this is fear. Being afraid to do something. Going outside of my comfort zone. Being afraid to try something new. Being afraid of meeting new people. Being afraid of sparking up a conversation. Being afraid for asking for help from a coach. Being afraid to eat more calories, being afraid to start strength training in the gym, being afraid of going to the gym, right? There are so many elements of my life in particular that I was so fucking afraid because this fear, it stopped me from doing so many things in my life. It stopped me being able to live in alignment with my values of adventure, of freedom, of connection, of community. I was so afraid and this fear stopped me from doing that. So ultimately, this fear that I was so quote unquote trying to protect myself from was actually making me feel worse in the long run. And it's so crazy how the brain is wired. And this is why I want to speak about this today. Because the reason why I want to speak to this and the reason why I want you guys to know and understand this is because this might be something that's also holding you back from reaching your body composition goal, from losing fat, from building muscle. Maybe it's from asking for a raise at work. Maybe it's setting a healthy boundary within a friendship, right? Fear holds us back from so many things. And at the end of the day, how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if we're afraid something you know related to health and fitness I can guarantee we're probably playing out that same fear at work in our relationships because the thing is right like do you want to keep living your life being afraid of pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone from achieving everything that you want or do you want to get the balls do you want to step up Do you wanna be the truest version of yourself away from fear and achieving every freaking thing that you want? Because now for myself personally, being on the other side of fear, of course I still have fear, of course I'm still pushing my edges, but it's like these certain few things that I was operating from that I was able to transcend has made my life so much more fulfilled. I feel so much more free, I feel strong, I feel confident, I feel empowered. And I just want everyone to feel this way. So by the end of this podcast, what I want you guys to take away from this is I want you to be able to reflect on your own life and reflect on where elements of fear are holding you back from achieving something that you really, really want. When to notice fear. And when you need to stop and realize that it's not actually dangerous to do the thing. And when to actually know to do it anyway. And then I'm just going to give you a few tangible tips on things that you can implement today to help you overcome this fear as well. So first of all, I want to bring it back and I'm going to tell you a bit of a story about me in my life and how I was able to conquer one of my biggest insecurities and really overcome some of my deepest rooted, rooted fears. And I'm actually not going to speak to exercise or nutrition today because I kind of spoke to that a lot last week in terms of like my fear of eating more. Like that was huge for me. And, you know, again, fear, right? I was so afraid of what was going to happen to me, even though it wasn't true what I thought was going to happen. And that's what you'll find in today's story. It's it's the same sort of thing. But it's like this fear that held me back from achieving so much in my life that I never regret anything because it's always like I look at it as a really um, strong lesson. But at the same time, I was like, imagine what I could have achieved three years ago if I didn't have all this fear inside of my body. So I want to speak to overcoming one of my biggest insecurities. And one of my biggest insecurities is actually my voice. And you might not believe that because I'm sitting here recording a podcast, but my speech and speaking out loud and public speaking and even having the balls to start up a spark up a new conversation with someone that I don't know or going out and being social and talking to people, all of this was one of my biggest, biggest insecurities that I had and I can date it back to, I don't remember the exact traumatic experience that triggered it for me, but I remember going back into year 12, like before year 12, I was pretty outgoing. I was like, love to be center of attention. I was like, you know, always standing up using my voice, you know, in English class where you had to like read out loud always. And like, we'd do the plays and you'd have to, um, you know, be a character. I would always be like main character energy. That's what I wanted but something shifted within me when I was 18 in year 12 and all of a sudden I just had this insane fear of reading out loud. I had this insane fear of being able to talk to people without having like a a fear response in my body. I you know, in year 12, I totally rejected it. I was like, no, I'm not reading out loud. I'm not doing it. And I said to my teacher, hard, no, I'm not doing it. And like, I look back then and I'm like, I can't believe I said that to my teacher. Everyone else had to do it, but I I didn't like, (laughs) and then anytime I got asked to say something to even put my hand up and answer a question, I wouldn't do it because I was fucking terrified. And this voice story that I had, like being absolutely terrified to use my voice, it impacted like so many areas of my life. Not only did it impact me at school, it impacted me with my relationships. It impacted me with my friendship circle. It impacted me in so many areas. And if I didn't feel comfortable with the people that I was around, I would be a mute. And like, it's so sad. I look back on it because like some people would have then labeled me as a bitch. She's not outgoing. She's judgmental. She's not talking to anyone. But in reality on the inside, I was fucking terrified of people. So this was year 12. And as time went on, I started to get more comfortable and confident in terms of like using my voice. And it was slowly, it was so slow Like I remember I moved out of home and then I went to Sydney and I started university there. During this period, I was fucking terrified. I remember going to uni and like avoiding going to class because I didn't want to talk to the people that were in there. And I remember like dawdling so much to enter the lecture hall so I could, you know, sit on the last seat at the back so that one, again, I didn't have to talk to people and two, I could get in and then get out. And I know it sounds dramatic, but it's like this fear really controlled a a good three years of my life. And it was incredibly difficult. As I got older, it started to get better. I then, after six months in Sydney, I was like, this is absolutely not for me. I am not happy here. I, you know, and the reason why is because I was so fucking afraid of everything. And then I moved to Queensland and I moved into student accommodation and here I was able to meet one person, and I was able to talk to her, and she was actually my roommate. And it turned out that girl was actually like one of the biggest, like you know, social butterflies within the uni um, student accommodation. So I was like, holy shit! Like I'm so grateful I've just met this one girl and feel really comfortable with her because now I get to go and meet everyone with her. <laughs> if I didn't meet her, I would be terrified in my room, like not wanting to speak to anyone because I was just being so afraid. So because of that, I was able to meet a lot of people when I got to Queensland. And that was like such a turning point for me. I was able to build some really good friendships and get to know some really good people that really helped me, you know, with this story of this fear and coming out of my comfort zone and even more and more, especially like moving to Queensland. I didn't know anyone. I had never been to the Sunshine Coast before. I just moved there. And I'm really incredibly grateful for that, for literally meeting that one person, Anyway, as time went on, I got more comfortable, but at the same time, this fear that I was always experiencing, again, stopped me from doing so much. Like at university, again, the same sort of patterns played out in terms of like, I was afraid of making friends. I was afraid of doing presentations. I was afraid of anything that I had to use my voice in. During this time was also the time that I started doing social media. When I started Green Wellbeing, if you're an OG, you will know from the start, that's where I started. This is when I was going through my vegan era and I was obsessed with food and I started taking photos of my food. That's where it all really started, where it began. And at this time, it was okay. I was just, you know, posting photos of my food, talking on social media, like showing my face a lot and really being able to connect with you guys as time went on with my social media this was the time of when reels were brand spanking new and because of this time i jumped on reels really freaking quickly i was like this is a new feature let's start making short form video it's actually pretty funny i think it's a, like it was really fun for me at the time let's start making these funny reels at the same time as this reels started this was when I was really deep in talking about my hypothalamic amenorrhea journey, really talking about getting my period back and really sharing my own story and what I was doing in order to do that. As time went on, eventually I, you know, I got my period back, started strength training, started fueling my body correctly, finished my degree, upskilled in sports nutrition, upskilled in my strength and conditioning coach, um, certification is then when i started my coaching business so <laughs> i fixed my shit had my own transformation did all the study and that's when i decided to quit my job and started doing and helping other people achieve the same thing and during this period of time again this is where the reels like really started to go crazy So my Instagram pretty much popped off and it's, you don't often hear like overnight success. And at the same time, it wasn't because I was consistently creating content, I would say at least for maybe two years, but then some of my reels went fucking viral. And when I say viral, I'm saying like one got 1.4 million views and another one got 8 million views. And this, of course, in turn, it really grew my Instagram account. So from sitting at like 3,000 followers, all of a sudden it went up to like 22,000. I know it doesn't seem like a lot in the world of Instagram, but at that time, because of my fears and my insecurities, I personally couldn't handle the growth of that Instagram. All of a sudden, this growth really exacerbated all of my fears all over again. I felt like I got put back in this box because I was riddled with fear again, and at the time, I didn't really understand why it was happening. I started procrastinating. I started being inconsistent. I didn't want to show up. I started being petrified of talking on my Instagram story, which, you know, a month prior to this all happening, I was blah, 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 just talking about my life, talking about what I was doing, talking about what I was eating and all of the things, and really being able to build this beautiful connection with you guys. But this growth happens and all of a sudden, all of these stories came up and that little voice inside my head was, nope, you have to say the right thing now. And if you don't say the right thing, then you can't say anything. So of course, I was like saying something, deleting it, saying something, deleting it because I was like, oh, this is not right. This is not right. I can't say this. I started putting this massive barrier up to what I was being able to say on social media because I was so fucking afraid. I was I started being inconsistent. I started recording a video 10 times when in before I could do it super easily. And I started judging myself for anything that I was doing and anything that I produced. It was that's not perfect, so I can't upload it. This is where my perfectionism came out so strong and it's not about like necessarily being perfect, but it was more so what I was making it mean about myself if it wasn't perfect. And that's the thing. I was like, that's not good enough. So therefore I wasn't good enough. So this went on for a while. And at the same time, like behind the scenes, like social media is such a thing, right? Like you see a fucking glorified life and like, yeah, show a glorified life when you live a glorified life. Like I love my life and I love sharing my life, but there's also so many fucking mindset shit that goes on behind the scenes that people don't see. And this is absolutely, that was one of them for me. I was so now terrified to go live. I was so terrified to do an Instagram story and connect with you guys. And I just felt so disconnected from the community that I was once fully involved with. All of a sudden, I just felt like a complete loner and isolated myself. And this is this whole pattern that has just resurfaced. Like This is exactly what I did at uni. And it's exactly what I did for a really long time was that isolating myself because I was fucking scared. And it was at this time when I knew it was impacting my life. And I'm like being full transparent with you guys. This was this year. The start of this year was when I was like, fuck this. I'm so over being afraid of showing up on Instagram, of doing a live, of doing an Instagram story. I'm fucking over being afraid I'm fucking over all of the voices inside my head telling me what I should and shouldn't do if it's right or wrong or being over you know doing things right and therefore manipulating ultimately me not being able to truly be myself so what did I do I hired a coach As you guys know now, I love investing in myself. It is honestly like, we have got a fucking problem. Let's fix it. Let's go to someone who knows what they're talking about. Let's uncover why I'm feeling this way so that we can fully, you know, transcend all this shit so I can actually be myself and show up with so much confidence. Anyway, I digress. So I hired a coach at the start of this year. And I remember jumping on the, my initial call with her of the, um, just to see if it was a right fit. And I was fucking terrified. The thought of having to do voice coaching with sitting in a room with four other people and having to speak in front of them absolutely terrified me. And it's like, again, hard to believe because I'm sitting here on this podcast talking about all the things, but like there's something different between sitting on this couch talking to you in your ears, you're not sitting there and listening to me like in real time. So that's not the thing that's scary for me. It's the thing where people are watching me (laughs) was the thing I should say that was absolutely crippling for me. So of course I thought it was my speech at first because I tend to stutter a lot. And the other thing is that like I have a real, like I have a difficulty in reading things. And my biggest struggle that I have with my voice is pronunciation of words. I can't read words. And therefore, I can't spell words because I freaking can't say them. So yeah, if you see spelling mistakes on my Instagram, yeah, get used to it. Because I'm fucking shit at spelling. But I've owned that now. Before, I mean all the reasons why I was dumb, that I was stupid, that I wasn't educated, that no one would listen to me because I can't spell Well, it's actually because I can't pronounce words properly and therefore um, have difficult spelling them. Anyway, again, I digress. But this is what I thought it was. I thought it was that. I thought it was my stuttering. I thought it was because I can't pronounce words properly. But turns out it was deeper than that. (laughs) And this is what I've learned on my own personal development journey. It's always fucking deeper than that. So at the heart of all of these things, and it makes so much sense now, was two things. Number one was I was so fucking afraid of failure. My little ego couldn't handle being shit at something, at failing at something, because I was always making it mean something about myself. If I fail, if I'm not good at something, I get embarrassed. And I'm not good enough. And this is what I was operating from. If my Instagram story wasn't perfect, then I'm not good enough. If my content wasn't perfect, if my content wasn't good, then I'm not good enough. I was taking it all personally and making it mean something about myself. So of course, I was fucking afraid of doing anything. And it wasn't necessarily because I was afraid of the thing. I wasn't afraid of the Instagram story. I was afraid of what I was making that mean about myself. And that is why I had trouble of doing of all those things because I was running away of those feelings of not being good enough, not being perfect. The second piece of it was I was so afraid of being seen. I had a visibility block. I was so afraid of judgment because if I was judged and if people didn't like me, then I was making that mean that no one would love me, that I would be absolutely rejected, that I would be alone, that I would be abandoned. My wound of abandonment was so strong that it was stopping me from doing things that I absolutely wanted. Because I was so afraid of judgment and what I was making that judgment mean again about myself. Oh my God, if I go on Instagram on these stories and I go live and I'm talking to these 20,000 people, that's 20,000 people who are going to sit there and fucking judge me. And if they judge me and they don't like me, I couldn't handle that. Because in my head and in my eyes at that time, that's what I was making it mean about myself. I was making it mean that I would be fully rejected. No one ever loves me and I would be fully abandoned. But I know now that that's absolutely not true. And until we're able to distinguish that it is true or isn't true is when we're going to be able to move through this fear. I know I'm never going to be abandoned. I have the best friends. I have the best family. I have the best relationship. And I know that now, but it wasn't until I had pulled this into my awareness from my coach who has taught me that I was running from this operation of so afraid of being seen and so afraid of judgment and so afraid of failure was I truly be able to transcend those things and step into this ultimate confident version of myself. So the reason I tell you all of this, guys, is because fear held me back for so long and I see it all the time with the girls that I coach, with these running from these undercurrents of fear. And if you're saying things to yourself like, it's not the right time or I'm not ready or I don't believe I can do it. I've failed so many times in the past. Why would this time be any different? It's probably because there's actually, it's masking something deeper than what you actually realize. I didn't realize my procrastination, my inconsistency, my lack of results, myself even saying, I remember it's not the right time. It's not the right time to invest. This is not the right time. Was actually me saying that I am too fucking afraid of the outcome of me not succeeding. My precious ego was too big and couldn't handle being shit at something. Because, like I said before, it wasn't about the being shit. It was about what being shit at something, what I made that mean about myself. And this is what I was running away from. Any single time I was saying, I'm not ready, it's not the right time, I don't believe that I can do it. Because at the end of the day, what a lot of people do, and myself included, was we mix fear with danger, right? Fear is a natural response in the body. Heart rate goes up, our palms get squirty, we're nervous, we can't hold a conversation, we're overanalyzing everything, right? That's what happens when we are in danger. It's a fight or flight response. But now we're in a world where we're mixing up danger and fear. Talking on an Instagram story is not dangerous however i was still having so much fear that was holding me back from doing it and that's where we have to learn and push our edges and understand that we're not fucking in danger we're just afraid of what could happen and i say that in quotation marks is because more often than not every time we push ourselves out of our comfort zone good things fucking happen This is where growth happens. This is where we're able to achieve everything that we want. That is where we're able to build a connection with someone. That's when we're able to help someone. That is when we're able to go out for a beautiful dinner and have a beautiful connection conversation with people. This is about going out and traveling and doing something adventurous that we might be afraid of, right? Like fear is in all areas of our life. And the more that we learn that we're not actually in danger, when we're actually just having a free response, then we can actually push our edges and actually achieve the things that we want. Starting this podcast was a perfect example for me. And it was like a true testament to really kicking the sphere of using my voice in the butt. Because that's it. I now get to sit here and talk to you. And I've now learned that I fucking love podcasting. I love sitting here and talking to you guys. But if I didn't overcome my fear, I wouldn't be sitting here doing it. I wouldn't be sitting here feeling fulfilled, feeling so grateful, feeling so happy because I would still be riddled up contemplating and procrastinating. Oh, I'll do it next week. Oh, I'll do it next month. Oh, I'll do it in a year. (laughs) Because this is growth. And at the end of the day, we're always going to be fucking okay. And if we're not okay, We're always going to have at least one person that we can go and have a cry to. (laughs) So I encourage you guys to reflect on what you have been avoiding in your life. What is something that you have been saying that it's not the right time to do? And I want you to ask yourself why. Why have you been procrastinating? Why have you told yourself that it's not the right time? What actually is the thing that you might be afraid of? Because at the end of the day, failure is an interpretation. And anytime we go outside of our comfort zone, I truly believe one of three things is going to happen. The first thing that could happen is you fall into a shame spiral and you take it fucking personally. You call yourself pathetic. All of a sudden you're embarrassed and you're not all the reasons why you're not good enough. I failed at this. So therefore I am not good enough. That's the first thing that could happen. The second thing that could happen is you can learn the lesson that you needed to. So that you can move on. Because that's the difference between taking it personally and being like, oh, hang on a minute. I'm just, I'm not good at something and I need to build this skill It doesn't mean anything about myself. Nutrition, perfect example. How many times have you felt like you're failing because you didn't hit your macros perfectly or your calories perfectly? Yeah, then you can fall into a shame spiral and being like, fuck, I'm not good enough. Oh my God, I'm never going to be able to reach my goals. Therefore, I'm a failure, right? You can go down that route or you can go down the pathway of, oh, Nutrition is actually fucking confusing. There are so many things that I need to learn. I just haven't built the skill of nutrition yet. There's nothing wrong about me. It doesn't mean I'm not going to get a result. That just means I need to get better at understanding nutrition. Right? See the difference. And then the third thing that can happen is you get a result. You try something, you push yourself out of your comfort zone. And it's that amazing feeling where you're like on top of the world and you're just so happy and you're like, fuck, I need to do this more often. Why don't I? Until you're like triggered and full of fear again, (laughs) right? (laughs) I'm joking. But anyway, that's the thing, right? It's like, it's a shame spiral. It's a lesson or it's a result. And when you start operating from the place of failure is a lesson that you needed to learn in order to get the result that you want your life becomes so much easier. And I say this all the time and I I talk about it a lot because there are so many people that are calling themselves shit and that they're failing when really they just need to get up and try again. And this whole principle, and I talk about it all the time with a kid getting up to walk. Imagine if they thought that they weren't good enough and they were shit every time they tried to get up and walk a few steps. Imagine riding a bike with training wheels and then Taking slowly taking the training wheels off and falling off. Imagine in that moment if you're like, I'm shit, I'm a failure, I'm not good enough, I'm not doing this. Then you're never going to be able to ride the bike. It's the same as in real life. It's the same with our nutrition, it's the same with our exercise. And another really perfect example of this is I see it playing out all the time is gym anxiety. We make it mean that we're shit, that we're not good enough when we're not good at lifting. Oh my God, imagine if you could look at it of being like, holy shit, this is just a skill that I need to build and learn how to do. Stop taking it personally. It's nothing about me. Yeah, of course you're not gonna be good at lifting weights if you're first time doing it, right? But that's the difference between able to be successful and not, and that's why some people are and some people are not, is because the people who are not are taking it personally and they're self-sabotaging and fucking giving up. Versus the people who don't take it personally and being like, fuck, yeah, I need to learn this skill. I need to get better at this, who then go on to succeed? Because one thing you have to remember, guys, is that the dieting industry literally thrives off failure. 12-week challenges are such a prime example of this. Sign up for my 12-week challenge. You're going to lose five kilos in 12 weeks. And then you're freaking successful because motivation's high, you do all the things, but then rules are relaxed, go back to your old ways of being, and you put all the weight back on. Then you go to yourself, fuck, I failed again. Another failed diet attempt. I can't believe that this happened to me. I'm so shit. Strengthening the thought, the belief of, I am a failure, so therefore, I'm going to always fail. If I try again, I'm going to fail. Right? And then what happens? The new challenge rolls around 12 weeks maybe later and motivation's high again and you sign up. and You're like, this time's going to be different. (laughs) Spends more money. But again, restriction. Loses it again. Same cycle. Strengthening the belief of I can't do it. Strengthening the belief of running away from failing. 75 hard is such a fucking good one to talk about like I looked at it yesterday and it's like it's not about a health and fitness challenge it's more about you know a mental toughness challenge but like let's be fucking honest for a minute like people are doing that because they're looking at before and after photos of people who have completed the 75 hard challenge and they're fucking ripped so like oh if I do that then I'm gonna look like that it's classic and yeah people say it's mental toughness but like come on we're in a world we're hardwired to belong we're hardwired to look a certain way to be attractive to the other's sex so of course we're gonna do that because that's what I'm gonna look like so we sign up but with the intention of the mental challenge we get into it two weeks in realize that two workouts a day is not realistic so what we give up again strengthening that belief of i'm a failure another failed attempt i'm not good enough i'm never going to be successful so again strengthening these beliefs of failing like they're not good enough and things all these failed attempts but it's like the thing is is that you know you're literally setting yourself up for failure because you're doing things that are not fucking realistic So then what do you do is that you fall into these patterns of then not wanting to try new things because you're afraid of the failure. You then tell yourself that it's not the right time because you're actually trying to avoid the feelings of what it feels like to be not good enough when you fail. So do things to avoid these feelings. And like consciously, that's how they're coming up, right? Like, it's not the right time. I'm not ready. I don't want to invest yet. I don't have the time. Like all of these things are things that we're telling ourselves because we're avoiding something that we perceive that we don't want. But what if you did something and you were successful? But what if you set yourself up for success? What if you did something that was sustainable with your nutrition and exercise instead of these crazy restriction diets, these 1,200 calories? What if you had an exercise routine that actually fit into your lifestyle that, and that made you feel really good? What if on the other side of trying, it was actually joy, pleasure, excitement, empowerment, strength, confidence, What if you stop letting fear get in your way and you started actually achieving everything that you wanted within your life? So ladies, this is what I want you to be paying attention to. Where in your life are you getting this dangerous fear response? Where are you ultimately giving your own power away and hiding into a small box instead of being able to flourish like a beautiful butterfly? Some tangible things I want you to walk away with is number one is stop setting yourself up for failure. (laughs) Stop strengthening that belief. Stop doing things that are not actually realistic. Like for example, if you can't, Eat enough carbohydrates at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If you're not hitting your protein target, then forget about doing a 12-week challenge. And that's it. Like people are not nailing the basics and then they're using this wave of motivation to reach their goals. But then they always end like, are so confused to why it never lasts. So start implementing some realistic goals in your life. And it may sound simple and not very exciting, by you know, eating protein in every main meal and drinking two liters of water. But I guarantee you, if you start doing that every day, you will feel probably 10 times better than what you feel right now if you're currently not doing that. Or, on the other aspect, if you're already hitting your protein in time and you're not eating enough carbohydrates, start eating enough carbohydrates and then come back and tell me how you feel. We don't need shiny object syndrome. What we need is we need to anchor into feeling. How does this make me feel? How do I really feel? Because that is like people ask me all the time and like how I'm consistent with my exercise and my nutrition is because I focus on how it fucking makes me feel. I feel shit when I eat shit. I feel shit when I don't exercise. I feel shit when I don't have balanced meals, protein, carbs, fat, and I miss that. And then I, you know, get these crazy sugar cravings and eat sugar. I feel like fucking shit. I can't show up as my best self. I can't show up for my clients. I can't show up in my relationship. And most importantly, I can't show up for myself. So like, why would I do that? And that's the thing that's going to be able to keep you going because that is success. So instead of jumping on these, you know, shiny object syndromes, the 12 week challenges and all the things and setting you up for like strengthening these beliefs of failure and therefore is start focusing on how things make you feel and lean into the things that make you feel good, that make you feel energized, and then repeat that. And if something makes you feel shit, aka, you know, you eat three days worth of shit food, you're going to feel fucking shit for it, why would you continue doing that? It doesn't make sense. And then the last thing is, ladies, it's time to push ourselves outside of our fucking comfort zones. Push the edges. Do something this week that you have been avoiding. My suggestion is starting small, just something slightly. Because the more that we push, the more that we push, 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 the more we realize that we're actually so safe. And it's this fear that we have, those little voices in our head that is actually stopping us from doing that. So push the edges. Do something that terrifies you. Do something that, you know, you... Feel a little bit afraid of, but you know, there's an element of you that really wants to know it. And then send me a message on Instagram and tell me what you did and how you felt, most importantly, after you did it. So, my loves, thank you for being here. I know this is a little bit different in terms of it's not exercise, it's not nutrition. So, let me know if you enjoyed today's episode. I love to hear it. Send me a DM on the gram. Love you always. And I will see you guys in next week's. Well, no, you'll hear me in next week's episode. Bye. The number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're gonna start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet under the sun and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals, take my free two minute quiz you can find the link in the show notes down below and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals.